0: Hello, dear friends. Once again, it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF, right there in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, anywhere in the United States of America, anywhere in the world. That anyone is connected to the world wide web. And if you have downloaded this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus from our website, we do welcome you today. We're so glad you came and we pray that you will be abundantly blessed by the word of God and by the spirit of God himself today. Praise God. He's a gracious God. He's a good God. He's a great God. God and we want you to know him if you don't know him today it would be our greatest joy to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you today if you are a Christian and you are going through trials and tests and and uh, you're going through some very heavy difficult times in your life please stay tuned today God wants to bless you. I'm convinced of that. God is willing to help you today. Amen. But he needs our faith expressed in a way uh, that will release that faith in him today. Praise God. I'm convinced that, that Christians have faith because if you did not have faith, you wouldn't be a Christian. For it's by grace you are saved through faith. It is the gift of God. Not only salvation, but faith itself. For the scripture goes on to say, And to every man was given the measure of faith. God has put it in your heart to believe the gospel and be saved. And therefore faith has been placed within every human being on this planet. And those people who are atheists, who do not believe in God or believe there is a God, believe me, there's faith in their heart to believe the gospel when they hear it. So it's not a matter of I cannot believe. The matter is I choose not to believe. And today we can choose to believe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If you're a Christian, you've made that choice and that faith received what God had provided. When he sent his son, when Jesus went to the cross and gave his life and it came alive within us and reached out and embraced the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Faith indeed comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, I want to just preface this message today uh, by quoting those scriptures or just reminding uh, us of those great scriptures. How shall they believe upon him? of whom they have never heard and how shall they believe, how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall he go except he be sent hallelujah so today we are sent by the Spirit of God, by the God of the of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, <laughs> the God of the universe, we are sent to proclaim the good news of Jesus, and because of that I believe that God is going to touch you today. Not only teach you today, but touch you today. So the teaching and as is is an opportunity as we focus upon God and His Word to receive His touch by faith in in whatever area of life that we have need of. If you are not a Christian today, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to touch your heart with this message, going to draw you to Jesus. If you are a Christian today, I believe God is going to speak distinctly to you, directly to you, because He loves you so very much today. Praise God. Well, we are here today. Because we have a scripture that we have claimed many years ago when we went on the airways, and it is Psalm 120 and verse 7, which simply says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions whatever you need today deliverance whatever you need in terms of healing and help for your physical body for your spiritual man for your your emotional condition your financial condition whatever it is god has sent his word hallelujah to bring that faith alive in you so that he can answer your prayer so that He can deliver you, so that He can help you today. So we have a message today that is, I believe, crucial to believing God in those troubled times, and it's out of Psalm 137, verses 1 through 4. And the title of this teaching is, Don't Let the Devil Steal Your Song." i'm going to say that again don't let the devil steal your song and i want you to listen carefully in just a few moments before we go to the word of god today i would like to invite you to come to our website just type in t-h-c-o-g and that will take you to the holy church of god right here in Tampa, Florida, where this broadcast originates, working on our 44th year. That's right, 44 years as senior pastor of this ministry. And also uh, getting ready, my wife and I, to celebrate 50, yes, that's right. I'm dating myself today to celebrate 54 years of marriage and ministry. God has been good to us and He's been gracious to us and He wants to be good and gracious to you too today. Praise God. Alright. Having said that, Psalm 137, verse 1 through 4, don't let the devil steal your song. Listen to what it says. It says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept When we remembered Zion, we hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For they that carried us away captive required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. And they answered in verse 4, How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? You know, it was Israel's own rebellion against God and their own turning their ears and hearts from the prophets that were sent to them that allowed them to go into this captivity and therefore their hearts were broken. God's covenant people are now held captive by their enemy. Their sorrow was multiplied as they remembered the blessings they had lost. Their enemies further added to their pain by demanding them to sing with the joy and victory, the praises of God. They wanted to hear the songs of Zion. You see, Israel was noted, notorious for the way that they worshiped their God when they were had his favor and they were in the land that he had given them. They were right with God and God was blessing them. They sang like no one else sang the high praises of God. But when they went into rebellion and they got wrong with God and God allowed them to go into captivity for their rebellion and sin, the first thing they lost was their joy in God. Listen, friend, when we lose that fellowship relationship with God, our joy is gone. There's a scripture that says the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's in the context of a renewed relationship with God through repentance of our sin and God's wonderful, marvelous mercy and grace and restoration. You know, repentance has had a negative spin put on it uh, until so many people don't even preach repentance anymore. But friend, we need that message today because restoration comes when true repentance occurs. And no matter how far we may have drifted from God, when we come back to him, he comes back to us You know, there's a little adage that that is part of the lyrics of a song. If you take one step toward the Lord, he will take two steps toward you. Praise God. Amen. Their hearts were broken. Their spirits were crushed. Their faith was shaken. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Chuck Swindoll tells this story about chippy the parakeet he says chippy the parakeet never saw it coming one second he was peacefully perched in his cage singing the next he was sucked in washed up and blown over his problems began when his owner decided to clean his cage with a vacuum she stuck the nozzle in to suck up the seeds on the bottom and feathers Then the phone rang. Instinctively, she turned to pick it up. She barely said hello when, shoop, Chippy got sucked in. She gasped, let the phone drop, and snapped off the vacuum. With her heart in her mouth, she unzipped the bag. There was Chippy, alive but stunned and covered with black dust. She grabbed him and rushed to the bathtub, turned on the faucet full blast, <laughs> and held Chippy under a torrent of ice-cold water, power washing him clean. Then she did what any compassionate pet owner would do. She snatched up the hairdryer and blasted the shivering little bird with hot air. And then he says, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. <laughs> Chippy just doesn't sing much anymore. We may laugh at this humorous story, but the depression resulting from life's traumatic events is a serious threat to our faith. You can almost hear Satan sneering and laugh as their captors chided them in ancient Israel saying, sing us. One of the songs of Zion, your God is so great when when everything is, is going your way and everything is going well and God is blessing. Oh, how you sing. You're noted for your singing. They required of us mirth. Satan's challenge is so clear. You may say your God is good. Why has this befallen you? You say your God has such power. Why doesn't he deliver you? Why aren't you singing and rejoicing? Where's your joy? What happened to your music? And merry songs of praise. It could well be that Israel's captors had heard of their celebrations and worship. Their songs were sung as praise to their God. Their joy when right with their God was unparalleled. It was said by a writer uh, who observed the Hebrew celebrations of faith that you have never known joy until you've heard and <laughs> attended and heard singing on a Jewish feast day. Music and song, dear friends, were included in the sacrificial offerings. Second Chronicles 29 and verse 25, it said, And he set the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals and psalteries and with harps according to the commandment of David. And of Gad, the king's seer, and Nathan, the prophet. For so was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets. And the Levites stood with the instruments of David, and the priest with the trumpets. And Hezekiah commanded to offer the burnt offering upon the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord began also with trumpets and with the instruments ordained by David, the king of Israel. Friend, according to the New Testament, we're to offer the sacrifice of praise unto God continually. The Bible said we enter his gates in the book of Psalms with thanksgiving in our heart. We enter his courts with praise. It goes on to say in the Psalms that we come before his presence With singing. You see, that worship service that that is many times categorized as the preliminaries, part of the preliminaries, the the choir sings, the offering is received, and the preacher preaches a little while, and we all go home. It needs to be much, much more than just that that precedes the preaching. It needs to be part and parcel of a holy worship service service worshiping a holy God and having a restored relationship with him that causes us to want to sing his praises praise God amen the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem is found in Nehemiah 12 and verse 42 and the singers let me read that and the singers sang aloud with Jezariah their overseer And that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The wives also and the children rejoiced so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard even afar off. Hallelujah. That's why when they captured, when they brought the Jewish people into Babylon to serve the king of Babylon, when they lost their battles and went into captivity, they had heard the joyous singing of a victorious covenant people, blessed of the Lord. And they wanted to hear it because someone said, you've never seen joy. Hallelujah. One writer of the times, you've never seen joy until you've attended one of the Jewish feasts. The ancient Hebrew word to sing occurs almost 90 times in the Old Testament. It is not used until Exodus 15 and verse 1. And listen to that that portion of scripture when it all began. It said, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord. For he hath triumphed gloriously, the horse and the rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song <laughs> and he is become my salvation. He is my God, and I will pre- prepare him an habitation, my father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, the Lord is is his name. This was what they sang when they were delivered from the captivity and bondage of Egypt. The Red Sea parted, and and Pharaoh's army tried to, to follow them as they crossed on dry ground. But when Pharaoh's army and chariots and horses got in the midst of the sea, the sea came back down upon them. And they saw God's deliverance, God's grace and His greatness, His love and His power. Hallelujah. And they sang our God is a man of war, for he hath thrown the horse and the rider into the sea. What a mighty God that we serve. And when we are restored to that joyous relationship of fellowship with him, we're right with him. He defends us. He grants a victory that is God-given. Hallelujah. And our enemies cannot hurt us harm us or destroy us listen very carefully today the joy of the lord dear friends if you're a christian today the joy of the lord is your strength and that scripture occurs in the book of uh, nehemiah chapter 8 When Ezra the high priest stood and they've been brought out of Zion, they are back in their land, they're going to rebuild those burned cities. God had turned their captivity and he read from the book of the law and their hearts were broken that they had rebelled so much and drifted so far. And he told them that's all God wants. That, That brokenness is going to lead them to blessedness hallelujah that repentance is going to allow for god's restoration in their life that's why this negative spin on repentance today oh yes it will we will have to uh, have to have our hearts convicted of our sin but if we confess our sin he's faithful and just according to the new testament to forgive our sin and to cleanse us of it, and when that occurs, then a restorative work begins to occur it is the It is the path to restoration <laughs> and so 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 they were broken-hearted, and that was that repentance that that change of mind, they're turning back to God away from sin and toward the Lord and Nehemiah says, "Tell them not to weep." Don't stay guilt-ridden. Hallelujah. God has forgiven you, and He wants to restore you. Amen. And He says, go and eat the fat. Drink the sweet. It's time to celebrate. Sin's forgiven. And the restoration that's going to come, for the joy of the Lord, is your strength. That renewed, right relationship with God hallelujah, would produce a joy that would strengthen them to rebuild those cities and renew their faith in a future knowing that God has forgiven them and God now is going to restore the covenant that they broke, hallelujah, amen. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord himself would raise up a standard against him. Hallelujah. I want to read this very quickly in these closing moments from Psalm 126, because it describes what happened. No wonder there was such joy and such singing. Amen. Psalm 126. It says, when the Lord turned, which means reversed again, the captivity of Zion we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord has done great. Things for them. (laughs) Hallelujah. How did they know that? Because they saw their joy. They heard the songs of Zion again. And they said, God is back in the midst of them and God is for them. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know what the New Testament says? Paul saying, This should be the end of every threat and every argument. What more shall we say to these things? if God be for us, who can be against us? Today, I want to submit to you that it's not all of your problems and pressures. It's not the devil coming against you. It's whether or not God is for you, because if God is for you, your enemies shall not prevail against you they would have to defeat him to destroy you and that is an absolute certain impossibility praise god that's why i always challenge my own congregation uh, to to declare there's nothing wrong with getting right with god there is nothing wrong with getting right with God because repentance brings restoration, and restoration brings joy and laughter and mirth and singing. Hallelujah! And the joy of the Lord, the joy of that restored right relationship with God is our strength hallelujah and even the heathens it said even those that would like to see them destroyed said you know we're hearing the songs again we're hearing the praises again we're hearing and and seeing a uh, god is in the midst of them therefore so the lord hath done great things for them Verse 3 says of Psalm 126, The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, Turn again our captivity, O Lord, Is the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. See, there's the repentance and the joy. And then verse 6 says, He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed, Shall doubtless come again, rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Hallelujah! There again is the weeping, and the rejoicing, the restoration. Praise God! Hallelujah! You know, I love, I love the Book of Joel because it talks about that that restor, restorative power of God when there's true repentance. God says to ancient Israel through Joel that though they've lost everything, it looks like, and there's nothing good around them. And he said, I will restore unto you, <laughs> hallelujah, the years that the caterpillar, the canker worm, and the locusts have eaten from you. I will send the former and the latter rain in a season. All of those Crops using that is the analogy that have been devastated, that have been leveled by a plague of locust, those crops are going to come forth. You see your weeping bearing precious seeds, the seeds of of repentance. You're going to come again rejoicing with the restorative work of God, bringing your sheaves, bringing those those stalks full of fruit. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, friend of mine, how did repentance get such a negative spin on it when Jesus says to the church of Laodicea in the book of Revelation, as many As I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. You see, I will give you. I will restore you. I will reinstate all of my covenant blessings upon your life. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you will repent and turn back to me. Draw nigh to me, he says, and I'll reciprocate. Draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. And it's that drawing nigh of the Lord expressed in his restored blessings that not only caused joy among God's people, hallelujah, but those who saw it happening among them said there God has done great things for them. Wouldn't that be great for the world to see Christian men and women blessed of the Lord, healed and delivered and set free by God himself, and say, look what their God has done for them. Oh, we can argue our faith theologically all day long, but when there's a restored blessing— Hallelujah, when there's joy and singing and revival because of restoration in the church of the living God, which is you and me, if we're Christians today, hallelujah, the world is going to have to sit up and take notice and have to admit our God has done great things for us. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is so gracious today. God is so good today. And I believe that if we will confess our sins before him, you know, the scripture is very clear. If we say we have no sin, we lie and do not the truth. But if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is the great work of God today. This is the work that He does and He alone can do. And I'm so grateful today to know that my sins are forgiven. And should I stumble while following Jesus to the best of my ability, should I stumble, I can go to God. I can confess my sins. And I can be not just forgiven, but restored. That's what David was talking about when he said he restores my soul. And today you can be forgiven and he can restore your life and restore your soul as well. If you will just come to Jesus today. Confess your sin. Ask His forgiveness and receive it by faith. And then the joy of the Lord will become your faith and your testimony. And you will be numbered among those who are singing the songs of Zion. And the devil will never be able to steal your song And one day we will sing it on the streets of glory (laughs) to the Lord himself in the holy city where we will live forever. Well, our time is gone today. We love you today. And we're praying for a mighty Holy Ghost revival before Jesus comes. Come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.